Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. This is Mr. Ish. We're here at Kips Bay Boys and Girls Club, Cordea Clubhouse. Today is a special day. I think I've been working on this for maybe eight months. As long as the coronavirus has been around, I've been trying to get these two people together. So, without further ado, let me welcome my two special guests today. I usually have three, but today I only have two. From my left to my right, please introduce yourself. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Daryl Lamonte. I'm the co-program director here at the Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club, Frederick R. And Margaret Cudier Clubhouse. Oh, you want an official name on it. Okay. I like that. And next. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Miss Francesca Velez. Um, I am the co-program director of the Cudier Clubhouse as well. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I don't know why it took eight months to get this done. But we'll get to that eventually in this well, podcast. Well, the excuse we're going to go with is we're very, very busy people. Okay, and you know, I, I agree with you. It I, takes I see. a lot of preparation. Yeah, it, it, well, to get both of you off the floor, it's like we have to have seven people look look at the building and make sure everything's all right. So, um, you know, even to have you for 15 minutes is going to be great. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, I just wanted to share your story, share a little bit about uh, what you guys do here at the Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club. Um, this is the first time we have co-directors, right? Well, at least in this building, definitely. I believe so. Yeah. Definitely in this building. Um, and give you a little bit of a, as a staff member, how I feel about co-directors. Not that, you know, I could say anything bad. You, you guys could get rid of me. But um, at least, you know, <laughs> at least I have something to, uh, something to, so you guys could, you know, figure out what, what, how the staff feels about it. So, um, Daryl, with you first, um, you came from what department and how, how long yeah. you've been in this in, in this clubhouse? Yeah, so I've been with the organization for 10 years, specifically in the their clubhouse for these 10 years. And um, coming in as an 18-year-old, uh, not really knowing what I want to do in life or what I want to focus on, what do I want to study. Um, I came into Kips Bay as a uh, phys ed assistant. And um, once I really got to see the impact that we made on young people and these young members in the community, I kind of came uh, uh, addicted to that um, to that impact, and um, I've been here ever since. So, I, ten years is a long time. Ten years is a long time. Is a long time, definitely. I worked my way around uh, different coordinator positions to um, team director, phys ed director, and now I'm um, co-program directing along with with Miss Francesca Velez, and it's it's really an honor and a privilege to serve the community. So. Okay, well, that's that's the speech he gives us when we uh when we come for <laughs> for our meeting. So, uh, nah, seriously, it's uh it's definitely great to see someone that's that's been in the building that's uh that knows the system, that knows the people in the neighborhood. That that I think that makes a big deal. Um, so that's why w- one of the reasons why this co-director thing I I think is definitely it, it's gonna it's gonna work out this time because you know you've been in the building for a while, um, Miss Francesca. Yes. Please give us a little bit of your background. So I have been here for about, I want to say maybe seven and a half, eight years almost. Um, I worked alongside Daryl as a, you know, part-time staff member as well. So we've kind of grown into our positions together, which has been awesome. I think because we really, we understand each other. We know how each other works, you know, the communication's already there. And so... Since we've been able to grow and develop together, it's just been awesome to see how we've both flourished um, in our positions. But also, I think there's a balance that we have um, where we kind of complement one another in leadership. So it's been awesome to work alongside him. I have I've done a number of roles um, within my time here at Kips Bay. 
kind of worked myself around the building as well. I came in doing some admin stuff and then I became part-time working on the floors, fell in love with the children and the children we yeah, serve. That's, that's, that's one of the keys. Um, we all fall in love with the children. Yes, that's definitely it. Um, totally got hooked. And, you know, I've been here ever since. I absolutely love the impact that Kips Bay Boys and Girls Club has on the community that we serve. I love that we are a diverse group of individuals with a diverse demographic um, of children that we do serve. And so it's been awesome to just work with different staff, but also different children of various ages. Um, and I became full-time, um, I want to say maybe three years ago, I came became full-time as an education director here and have kind of worked my way up the ranks. And now I am co-program director with Dow. So it's been an awesome experience for sure. Lots of learning curves and things like that. Um, but I'm grateful for the yeah, that. That's the great thing about Kips Bay is that um, when we open these doors, we are constantly learning. We're constantly doing um, uh, new things. But at the same time, it, it changes so fast. Like what, what happened, you know, Friday is different than what's going on on Monday. And, and that's what I like about the clubhouse and, and just, you know, the staff and everybody over here. We adjust quickly and we have to adjust because um, we have different different uh, members that come in here. Yeah. And it's not the same members every day, and it's different. They also may have different issues going on. So so we have to make sure that, that we change, you know, with the times as, as the building changes. And the building changes basically day to day. Yeah. Um, the only thing I have to fact check you is that, you know, I also worked alongside with you, and you didn't mention that. <laughs> so I just wanted to let people know I've been here for a while too. Um so we, we worked alongside for a long time. We we have a great a great uh, uh we have some great staff members. We have some new staff members also. So um you know I was one I was one of those new staff members at one time, and I know it's scary. I know it's scary to start you know brand new and 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 to get a feel for a building. But now that I've been here for like six seven years, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, and I, I have to say it's really quick. Um, coming in as a young person, just the amount of just the amount of mentors that I've came across um, throughout the organization, not only in this facility, but in other facilities as well. So many awesome mentors that really, that that really helped me as a young person and guided me through making, making really awesome decisions and making sure that I stuck with school and making sure that um, I I, I kept everything at a high standard and how to carry myself in a professional manner. So um, I, I definitely have to say Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club has been a place that has been really impactful in my life, even as a staff member. And it just really gave my life a lot of meaning as well. So, And, and you know, just having you guys here on the regular also, the, you know, the community sees who opens the doors. The community sees who's in the front. The community sees, you know, when we're doing events, uh, you know, whether we're giving out turkeys or we're giving out book bags or, or stuff like that. Um, the community gathers around the clubhouse and they know this. So to have someone on a regular basis that they know and it also goes to them respecting the front of the building, the, you know, the the kids coming in. They have a certain type of respect for, for the staff that's in here. So that's very, very important. Um, I know Aunt Francesca's know when she started doing the educational, uh, uh, when she became the educational director, everything here kind of changed a little bit. And that was great because, you know, we got so motivated. We started doing STEM. STEM became a big deal in, in, in the building. It, it always was, but it just it just got a fresh new look and a fresh new attitude. So um, just just tell us a little bit about the STEM program and, and how you just molded that um, with Miss Fran- uh, uh, Margaret also because she's been a great help for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
STEM is up and coming. Um, I think it is, in terms of careers, it is something that is, has been evolving quickly. And, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, that's what STEM stands for. And so um, it's been awesome to, you know, show these children that these are potential careers that they can eventually go after. Um, falling into, you know, the science field, the technology, engineering, and mathematics field. And so we, Margaret and myself, have sat down and we've kind of molded um, this program to be something that is fun, but also educational, and that they're being exposed to these different areas of expertise and just being able to see, okay, if, if this is something that I fall in love with, if this is something that I'm being exposed to, how there's longevity in that and how they can pursue this as a future career path. And so we've we've done a number of curriculums, but we've also sat down and we're like, let's get creative with it. Let's begin to create yeah, let's our make own some fun curriculums, out of you know? And so I know that we have a number of grants that have definitely helped, you know, have funded us and have given us money to um, teach these programs and expose these children to so much more than... Um, what they would have imagined. And so I'm grateful for just the the grants and the funders and things like that who who basically give us the opportunity to do our job. Yeah. Um, and you know how important it is, especially now during this pandemic, um, some kids didn't even have computers. They never were in front of a computer. They didn't know what to what to expect to go, how, how to go on the internet, how to do gaming or, or other programs that we do on, on our computers. Um, now that's all they know how to do. That's all they have to do, basically, yeah. is is get on these computers and learn. So maybe just having that, that that program open and having them in front of a computer and learning how to how to do coding and different things yeah. on the computer is open up their minds. So like, hey, you know what? School's not that hard. I could do this. Absolutely. So that's that's a that's a big thing. Um, I know Daryl. Daryl was um, like he said he was in charge of uh, Fizette, and that's a very important part of our clubhouse also because these kids cannot always be in front of a computer. They have to be motivated. They have to move around. They have to exercise. We come from a community that most of us are, you know, they I guess they categorize us as obese or 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 stuff like that. So we have to, you know, nutrition and and I guess triple play and, and stuff like that that we that we do. Um please just expand on that and, and let the people know uh what you do with that. Yeah, so in actuality, um we are statistically one of the most obese communities in the nation. Um, I believe that uh, about 2016, we ranked top 10 obese communities in the entire nation. Wow, that's, that's not a good ranking. So this is a very, very serious subject. Um, when I became the phys ed director, I made sure I wanted to um, bring forth the most change possible. So as, as you mentioned, our triple play program is uh, through the principles and components of mind, body, and soul. Uh, mind being uh, having the capability to make intelligent decisions when you're in the kitchen, when you're in the grocery store, um, how to read nutrition labels, um, fitness, literacy, and things of that nature. Um, body is, uh, body. The, the body component would be athlet, um, athletics, fitness, sports teams, um, and just making sure that we're, we're getting the blood flow, we're getting our, our hearts pumping, and that we're exercising on a regular basis. And then soul, the soul component would be... Um, sportsmanship, body positivity, 
and just having a positive outlook on every single thing that you do on and off the field. Even leadership. Sometimes it's good for, for them to be in charge of a, you know, to be a coach or or to be in charge of the books Absolutely. or anything like that. Absolutely. So it gives them some form of leadership, which Absolutely. is great. And, and, and just being able to learn how to win and lose in life. Um, and just coming from the athletics background myself, that's really where I learned how to manage myself on a professional level is on the basketball court. Um, how do I utilize my teammates? How do I respect my coach? But also um, throw in my two cents of what I, how I think, um, how I believe things should go. Um, and 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 yeah. So the triple play and mind, body, and soul components have been really something that I've tried to drive home when I was the athletics director. And you know what I really like, love the most is the sometimes we have competitions against uh, different clubhouses. I love those. Um, I love the way we represent. Not only Kips Bay, but just each uh, each clubhouse, because you know we don't have a pool. But if you if you ask us, you know, are we going to participate in a in a pool, you know, tournament or a swimming tournament? We'll be like, yeah, we'll do it. Um, we're always we're always eager to to um, you know to compete against each other, and and it just makes us a little better, also. Um, so I love that about the about the teamwork and and the different teams that we have here. Now that, that that we have this pandemic, this is I know you guys been working hard behind the scenes, and um, it's not the same clubhouse as it was last year. Um, we learned to to uh, to adjust, but um, how is the clubhouse now running, and and what new things do you guys have in horizon for us? So, since the pandemic hit, we actually have have been approved to run learning labs which is definitely uncharted waters for us. Um, <laughs> Everything's it's new. It's been a learning experience for sure. Um, but basically Learning Labs is we are basically a remote learning center for the children who are not in school on that particular day. Gotcha. So I know when the children went back to school about two months ago, they were given specific cohorts they were a part of. And so on the days they were not reporting to school, they were coming to us. We have a solid team of about... 10 staff members who work the morning shift. So we open our doors at 8 a.m. And um, the children are here from 8 to 3 every day doing schoolwork, um, participating in the remote learning, and basically are receiving um, almost like one-to-one attention because yeah. we are fully staffed and we don't have that many children coming in. Um, I'd say our ratios are perfect amidst this time, but... These children are receiving great um, help, essentially. And I think that's also great work. for parents. I mean, I'm a, I'm a parent, so if um if someone could do one on one or you know or basically in a small group with my daughter, it would definitely help me because I still have to come to work. Right. And 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 I'm believe me, there's people out there that still have to go to work, and sometimes the dual language is a, is a situation. They may want to be helpful, but they don't really speak. Uh, English or Spanish, or so well, so that it's hard for them to adjust and and help their their child. So having a place like this open, I know it, it makes a, a big difference. And um, you know, I see new kids here, but I see the same thing. I see them being eager. I see them wanting to learn. I see them walking in and and they rush to the podcast. They have no idea what it is, but they rush into it because it's just another another way to express themselves. Right. And some people talk a lot, like myself, and there's others that you have to get it out of them. But once you do, and you be, and you you see that they are comfortable with it, or you ask them questions that 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 you know they might um, be able to answer, and, and it makes them 
it makes them feel good, and then they'll open up to you. So I I see that difference now. And one of the more fascinating things is um, our ability as an organization to adapt in the midst of a pandemic and in the midst of 2020 that has been probably probably the most enigmatic year of our lifetime, right? Um, whether Definitely. that's through whether that's through uh, adapting into Zoom sessions or adapting into uh, now just donating food into in, uh, into the community, um, now into learning labs, we're just always constantly adapting as uh, as twenty twenty kind of yeah. The, the building just runs at, at almost as whatever the the neighborhood needs. Right. You know, right. if we if we had to to become a, a food pantry, which we have, you know, in the beginning we were, we were giving out food. Um, that's what the building is. Um, if we have to, you know, adjust and help people sign up for certain programs, we're out there with a table and that's what we do. Um, so it's not just helping the kids. We also help the community because the, once the doors are open, we're open for everyone. Yeah. We're open for the parents. We're open for for the caretakers. We're open for, for the people around the neighborhood. So that's a great thing about the building. And that's uh, something that I see in, in, all our, in all our kids' base, um, in all the clubhouses that I go to. Um, I see that the connection with the with the neighborhood and, and especially with the with the parents, which is very important, yeah. because like they say, what it takes a village to to raise a child, yeah, and, and it it definitely shows here. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What other good points do you have, guys, have to say today? Well, um, we're in the process of now starting up our our teen program. Oh, that's um, wonderful! So I just wanted to make sure that. How many countries are we in? It? Right now, we're in sixty-three countries. Not to, not to, you know. I always like to say, that. <laughs> sixty-three countries, baby, sixty-three countries, and I think we have almost every state now. So we have a lot of listeners. We definitely have a lot of listeners, and we have people um, throughout the states that that are always, you know, emailing me, and and we do a lot of podcasts with different with different um, states. Um, we have a good relationship with Alaska now, and we're doing. Uh, we, what is it called? It's like a it's like a music fair. We're doing a music fair. It started with about I think two clubhouses, and now it's up to eleven. So that's going to be really really fun. And that's just from word of mouth and you know me talking to somebody, somebody talking to somebody else, and and the digital arts department is 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 trying its best also because it's one of the 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 few places where we actually get to get content to show um parents and parents can hear our podcast or see our videos. So it's very important that we push that also. And I have to say is to watch you uh, really create this podcasting program and gradually increase viewership on a regular basis and really um, help our young people express themselves and, and learn what podcasting is and how to have these conversations. Um, it's really been a joy to watch. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I know it's a lot of fun and I, I can't wait to get the teens back in here because um. You know this, this the young teens. This has, this has affected them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a five year old, it affects them in a certain way, but their parents really have a lot of control over them. But the teens are graduating from high school. They're they're you know there's no jobs out there for them. They're also not going to get probably a graduation. They're not going to get you know the prom. So they, it's affecting them in a different way. And and is it'll be great to have them in here and just talk about it. Yeah. Just talk about it and get it off the chest. And maybe there's things that we could help them with. And to go into our team program that's opening up on December 14th here at the Cool Dare Clubhouse. Um, teen nights are going to be from 6 to 8.30, Monday through Thursdays, ages 13 to 18. We're going to have all, all sorts of really fun programs like um, song recording for our, our aspiring singers and rappers, um, beat making and beat production um, dance. We have a dance program with Mr. Eddie, who specializes in African dance and hip hop dance. 
Um, we're going to get into our sports teams. Uh, we're going to get into uh, ice skating trips. We're starting up a Money Matters program, uh, a Money Matters program, which is really uh, talking about how to manage money. Oh, that, that's that's important. That's very important. They need they need to start that right away. You need to start that. You need to start that with some of the grown ups too. Uh, money it's, management is, is extremely important. That. I'll see if you see okay. that in that session. Um, I, I may I may throw in one day of podcasting too. I got to figure it out. Yeah. You know, I got kids, so I got to be home and do do some work. But um, I think it'll be important to 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 get everybody to have the opportunity to do a podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that'll be fun. Hey, guys, I, I definitely know you have to go back to work. This building does not run on its own. I appreciate everything that you guys do. And as a staff member, um, I've been here for a very long time. I grew up with you guys. Um, we've dealt with every situation possible in this building if that you could think of. And I do appreciate it that we always uh, do it respectfully and, and get the job done. Get the job done. We all wear many hats here. So even though you guys are directors, um, you know, it's not only that. I know that if, you know, something has to be picked up, you're going to pick it up. And, and we all work together to make this building not only stay beautiful, but as a as a great place to, to have your, your child here and, and even to work. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much for everything. Thank you, so Thank you for the time. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you know we're gonna do a part two. We've got to do this again. <laughs> In yeah, another we're eight do, months. We're gonna do a part two. It. Yeah, we we're still working on it. It's hard to get administrators up here. It's just it's hard. I mean, I I understand you guys are working hard. So um, just say goodbyes and uh, hopefully we'll get we'll, we'll do this again when this maybe when this pandemic Thank is you over. For listening. Yes. Thank, Thank you guys. You. I appreciate you. Check, 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 one, two, one, two, check, 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 check. Thank you very much, Darren Francesca.